we ended up in five years tripling the business. And a lot of that was due to just figuring out advertising. I was like, how do I get people in the store? Right? Like, how do I get people to come and eat a burrito instead of Subway? You know, mm-hmm. that was the that was the big thing. And so we were using Facebook ads to do that. Hello and welcome to the Ecom Ops Podcast. We believe that there is more than enough content focused on e-commerce marketing and not enough content celebrating the real heroes of e-commerce, those running the operation. Each week, we find and interview an e-commerce operations expert to share the secrets behind how some of this industry's most exciting businesses are run. I'm your host, Norbert Strappler, the CEO of SingSpider. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Ecom Ops Podcast. My name is Norbert and today we are talking with Jordan. Hey Jordan, nice to meet you. Great to have you here. Yes, it's so nice to be on. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. So loving to talk about e-commerce and you are an absolute e-commerce specialist, but it's on you. Tell us a bit about yourself. Yeah, for sure. So my name is Jordan West. I live just outside of Vancouver, British Columbia. Uh, probably the most beautiful place in the world. Uh, I got started in e-commerce about seven years ago now. Um, you did so I thought, Austria. <laughs> what's that? Oh, yes, yes, that's right. Actually, I have never <laughs> been to Europe. That's like the one place on earth I've still never been. So, uh, yes, yes, I'm sure. Uh, just actually, kidding. I think we have a similar landscape. As yeah, far as I heard. think as well. Absolutely. Yeah, these like beautiful peaking mountains everywhere. And yeah, it's, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're both in beautiful places. So, um, yeah, so all that to say, I, yeah, I got started in e commerce about seven years ago. I thought I was late to the game when I started. Um, but now realizing like, oh, I was actually there fairly early comparatively to, you know, people just getting in now. So, um, 2015 started on Shopify, luckily started on Shopify. Um, when, when I came in then and, uh, now own, uh, five brands, um, soon to be six, uh, awesome. as well as a marketing, a marketing agency in the e-commerce space. So, um, yeah, so we're, we're pretty busy, uh, when it comes to e-com. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Perfect. How did you get into e-commerce? Well, uh, interestingly, I actually owned a restaurant before. Uh, yeah. All of this, and um, and it really all started with Facebook ads. So it was, I think, 2011 when I bought the restaurant, and it was it was horrible. But the sales were about half of what they said it was going to be. We ended up in five years tripling the business, and a lot of that was due to just figuring out advertising. I was like, how do I get people in the store? Right? Like, how do I get people to come and eat a burrito instead of Subway? You know, mm-hmm. that was the that was the big thing, and so we were using Facebook ads to do that. My wife started to make these uh, baby clothes and I was like, well, I kind of know Facebook from here. So like, why don't we just try that out? Now I look back. I, you can't look back now because um, Facebook has limited the amount of time you can look back. But when you were able to look back, I look back and at the, the early stage advertising and our return on ad spend was like 80. It was like $1 in, $80 out. I had no clue what I was doing. Um, but somehow that just really elevated this particular brand. It was called Little and Lively. Um, and, and we just kind of grew from there. We had clothing all over our house all the time. And that was really the start of it. Uh, you know, I, I knew nothing about, you know, fulfillment or anything like that. We, you know, we had to go buy our own printer um, back in the day when actually we were looking, you know, when we went to go look for a, a label printer back in, in 2015, it wasn't like it is now. There was like one option out there. And, and generally, it was like the Dynamo, 
and they were generally sold out everywhere that we went. Um, whereas now there's just like printers. Yeah, everything is set up for e-commerce now, right? Like this is the world that we live in. And it just wasn't set up that way seven years ago. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so especially when you, when you said uh, you put it one, one dollar in and, and 80 came out. So this, this is something that does not happen anymore. Um, uh, in, in, in paid ads. What, what is currently a good ad? What is a good what, range? Oh, as far as, as far as that's concerned. I mean, we're so. We're at our marketing agency. We're pretty performance focused, and if we can be up at a four return on ad spend in the U.S., yep. we are absolutely laughing. Um, with one of our brands that we own, last month we were at a ten point five on about a forty thousand dollar ad spend. Wow! So that's good considering iOS fourteen, because the month before uh, we were just absolutely as soon as iOS fourteen happened, it was just. It, like nothing, just crickets. We're like, we, these campaigns that have been running incredibly just stopped working. Um, so we really had to, to take a look at what was going on. We had to rebuild our audiences out, uh, look at what the best ads were, and then feed those in. And then it was working great, 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 up until about three or four days ago uh, when something again happened. Apparently, Apple pushed out an auto-update to a bunch of people, and that just screwed with everything. So um, right now, I, I, we are just really trying not to rely on Facebook ads because it is so tumultuous right now. Um, so I'd say right now, if you can get a dollar in and a dollar out, you're, you're laughing. <laughs> yeah. What, what is, uh, tell me a bit more about mindful marketing. Uh, what, what exactly do you do for your customers, your brands? Uh, how can you help them grow? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, this all started mindful marketing because of our brand, right? I was like, well, I'm already doing the marketing side. My wife and I working day to day, it just doesn't work. Uh, if anyone's ever worked with their spouse on a daily basis, it just doesn't, for me, it just doesn't work for me. <laughs> and so I was like, well, I'm going to start a marketing agency. How, how does that sound? And that was quite a few years ago now. Um, and so we really focused on um, the paid side of things because at the time that was really the big lever to pull, right? It's like anything paid wise, Google, Facebook, Snapchat, uh, obviously um, TikTok wasn't a thing then, yeah. now it is. Um, all of that is really what we focused on. And now our, our mantra at the agency is that we're the agency that uses ads to get you off of using ads, right? Or off of the reliance of ads. Um, and so trying to build own lists and email in SMS, um, uh, even um, um, some mail out campaigns uh, to your list, like all of that kind of stuff that doesn't necessarily rely on you trying to just acquire, acquire, acquire. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, 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 and uh, how do you achieve that? Do you also work on the websites or on the web stores of the customers and, and make some specific kind of landing pages or specific pop-up offers? Or, or, or how, how do you win those uh, email addresses and, and uh, phone numbers for SMS marketing? Yeah, to be honest, the best uh, service that we have found is Recart. Yeah. Um, absolutely love the guys at Recart. So they have this great um, pop-up that they use on mobile that for us converts at 33%, just wow. constantly at 33%. So first, so Recart uses Messenger to gather the information. So a pop-up will come up, uh, unlock a mystery discount. Um, and so we'll, mm -hmm. we'll have discounts anywhere from 5% to 20%, including some um, free shipping in there. They go and unlock the discount. At that point, once they once they go and hit unlock the discount, they're now a messenger subscribers. So you can actually send out um, paid messenger campaigns to them at that point. So there's one touch point. The next one that we ask for is email, right? And most people are going to give their email. Boom. The next one that we then ask for is like, awesome. Is this the right phone number? 
boom, they sign up with their phone number. So right there, we got all three of those and then they get their discount. Um, okay. So that that is how we're able to gather a lot of contacts. What, what ends up happening with that flow because they're getting a discount is that the opt-out rate in SMS is about 6% is kind of oh, what we're yeah. seeing. This is this is what, what I wanted to ask because um, recently I had an interview with with someone that said, um, okay, I don't remember anymore exactly, but uh, somehow this all this, this kind of discounts, um, especially those discounts for signing up for a newsletter or signing up for uh, special promos where you need to provide um, your email, your phone numbers, all those kind of discounts can damage e-commerce or can damage the behavior of the people. They are just coming to you purchasing with the discount and when they come back, they also expect the discount again. Um, how, how do you deal with that? Yeah, it's a, it's it's a great question. So we're not running that all the time, um, but there are so there's a few different ways to get people onto lists, right? So you can give them exclusive access that they need to know about your brand if they're going to get exclusive access, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's a big that's a big thing. Um, not anyone just is going to be like, oh, great, I get exclusive access. I know nothing about your brand, right? Um, but down the funnel, you can do that. But to get them in, really, we need to figure out different ways to get them in, and discounting is is, in my opinion, the easiest way to get them onto your list, right? So yes, I, I don't like to train people for discounts. That's that's not something that we like to do, but I also like people on my list. So yeah. <laughs> I'm willing to take I'm willing to take the trade-off of either um, until somebody can find me a better top of funnel strategy um, to get people onto a list, I'm going to continue on this path. Um, we don't like to discount at any of our brands or any of our clients' brands very much. Uh, very rarely will we run sales. When we do, they're massive, right? Uh, a couple hundred thousand dollars in a day sort of sales, right? Um, because we rarely run sales. But to get people on the list, if somebody can tell me more, I mean, I, I do a lot in e-com. If somebody can tell me a better way to get somebody on a list, you let me know. <laughs> How often do you send out uh, a promotion via email or SMS uh, to be not annoying? Uh, email twice a week with campaigns, yeah. uh, as well as automations that are uh, running in the background, uh, and then SMS uh, once a week maximum. Mm-hmm. Um, so we like to say three to four times a month for for SMS uh, is okay. about as much as you can do before you start annoying people. Uh-huh. How how do you manage that? So uh, you have the agency and you have your own brand, uh, Little and Lively, Lively, Little and Lively. Yeah. Little and lively, yeah, cool. yeah. lively. Okay, sorry, <laughs> Austria. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So little and lively. Okay. <laughs> um, really, really nice brand, by the way. Um, it's about baby and kids clothing uh, that is ethically made in Canada. That's right. And and out of um, what I've seen, uh, let me see, of, of bamboo and cotton fabric. Yes. So good quality, good cloth, um, healthy cloth. Um, not 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 this. Uh, Chinese stuff, uh, no. and and you you don't need to take care about um, yeah where it's made, how it's made. It's just perfect. Um, so you have that that brand, and you serve customers. How do you deal with with the time or employees? How can you manage that? Because I assume your web shop is also performing well. So between all the businesses that I own, I believe I have close to fifty employees. Um, oh, wow. So I great. So I do. So I don't have 50 reports. I have three. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are the three people that I'm focused on the most. 
okay. uh, are those are those three people, and and that's really what's what's allowed me to have a life and still own these businesses and um, and really be high level, right? Because the kinds of things that I'm looking for to do are little these little hinges that swing big doors, right? So I'm I'm often trying to take time throughout the day to think and and with all of our businesses. So I, I am not in the nitty gritty in the day to day. That that would not be that is not for me as a business owner. Um, I want to be above the business, right? There's, yeah. uh, you know, there's, there's the idea of, you know, you first start working in the business. Everyone's working in the business. Then, you know, you, you read E-Myth and you're like, oh, okay, now I'm going to start working on the business, right? Well, there's another level after that and that's working above the business. And that's sort of the level that I'm trying to be at right now and working above the business where I'm able to be like, okay, like we're doing a lot of acquisitions right now. So we're like, okay, I need to make, you know, get into a relationship with this particular person to see if we can acquire their company because it makes a lot of sense for us um, to potentially acquire that company. Those are the kinds of things that I'm uh, up to right now. Okay. Okay, cool. Um, now you are a store owner, yeah? Um, using Shopify um, for, for, for your brand. Um, what's your e-commerce stack? Ah, uh, good question. Uh, so probably pretty typical with with everybody else out there. Um, Shopify, Clavio. Uh, I like to call it Clavio, but the Americans call it Clavio. Um, oh, I heard, and, and nearly every show I heard in a different pronunciation. So um, yeah, <laughs> perfect. Uh, Postscript for SMS. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, recharge for subscriptions. Um, what else? I mean, we we have a massive tech stack. Oh, gorgeous. Uh, gorgeous are, are uh, they're actually sponsors of our podcast, uh, which is mm -hmm. great. Um, love those guys. Um, oh, what else we have? So, I mean, our tech stack is, is growing by the day. It seems like, so <laughs> I'm always just trying to like take stuff away. I looked recently and I'm like, man, we have like 60 apps. Oh my gosh. It's we really need when you, when it starts setting on Shopify and, and, and the shop grows and the app stack grows. And finally you have, <laughs> uh, massive amount of the monthly payments to because of all of the apps that you have on file. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And all of our stores are on Shopify plus as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So nice. it only makes sense for sort of the level that we're at. And the, even like if, if people are thinking about like, Hey, when do I move over to Shopify plus it, there's a revenue number that it just makes sense because you're paying yeah. less in transaction fees. Like yeah. It, yeah. it just like, you just look at it and you're like, Oh, why wouldn't I not move over to Shopify plus with all of the incredible features that you have in plus um as, as far as i remember it's somewhere around uh, 800k at least here in in um in in the german-speaking area where it really makes sense to move over to shopify plus you're also already paying a bit more uh with the advanced plan and it totally makes sense especially the feature set of shopify plus is really uh stunning with with all the features like the launch pad or uh, oh. possibilities To, to have flows and automations right within Shopify, B2B, B2C, uh, different stores. So that's really a, a huge feature set that makes Shopify Plus outstanding. Yeah, totally. I mean, we spent, I think we spent close to $10,000 on before Shopify Plus, just getting our wholesale kind of set up like Shopify Plus's wholesale system. <laughs> You know, because yeah. we sell a lot, we sell a lot to wholesale storage as well. Yeah. So it's like it that's that alone is worth the lack of headache and staff time and all of that, right? To like hit one button available on wholesale, right? And then you're there and you're you're done. So awesome. So um, yeah. 
do, do you also sell on marketplaces? Are you on Amazon? Are you on eBay? Are you on um, Walmart? No, no, none of our none of our stores. Uh, they it just does not make sense for us to be on those platforms um, with the types of. Uh, items that we have, um, we, we may look into Amazon at some point, but we would have a very limited product line on Amazon and it would be yep. more so used as kind of a lead magnet to get people into our brand. Right. I really want to own the, the customer experience. Um, and the more that we can own that customer experience, the, the better, in my opinion. Yeah. How do you ensure that the customer support is always on and, and always on top? So that the, how, how do you manage customer support? Yeah, great question. So we have actually, Actually, recently, um, we have a head of customer support um, for all of our brands um, who is now uh, working with virtual assistants um, so that we can have 24-hour coverage um, for awesome. our... Awesome. Uh, great. Yeah. Great. great. And what, what's yeah. your reaction, reaction time? That's a great question. I, I am not in the weeds enough to know that. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what would be very interesting because you cover twenty per seven. This is great. Uh, are you are you um, uh, shipping uh, across the world or only in Canada and US? Yeah, mostly just within North America. So we yeah. and we try and get stuff out within the twenty four hour span. That's usually our goal. Um, recently, like I was looking at some stats last week, we had somewhere around four thousand orders within the week, and we got them out within one point two days. That's just one of our brands. Um, so I was really, really happy with that. Seeing, seeing that makes me incredibly happy, uh, especially with, with that sort of size of, of orders. Awesome. Great. Um, and what, what do you think about automation? Is this important for you as a store owner to automate things, especially, uh, as you have said, you also serving, uh, uh, wholesalers. Is there anything specific needed, um, where, where they ask for automations or product feeds to import it into their stores or, um, how do you handle that? Yeah, great question. So we don't do that for our wholesalers. We do not give them product feeds. That's not something we've ever done before. Um, but as far as uh, automation, I've got a, a rule of thumb with automation. If it makes your life, it's a process that that you're that you do over and over and over. Right? It's the same process. We will automate it. Anything customer facing, we do not automate. Mm -hmm. So. We, okay. Anything that we're talking to customers about, we do not automate, except for every once in a while, somebody's asking about shipping time and that sort of thing in Gorgeous. Um, we'll have something that auto goes back to them. And then if not, they can reach a human right away. Um, but for the most part, we really try and stick away. We, we were heavy, heavy on automation on everything for a while. And then we realized you cannot... The one thing that robots will never take away from us is the human-to-human -human interaction. That's the one yeah. thing, right? Like everything else yeah. in the world, we will be able to automate. Um, but it's that human to human interaction that's really special and that I don't want to automate. Do you have, do you have any specific um, uh, person in the company that is uh, fully dedicated to these uh, operations and automation processes? I do. Uh, I do. Yes. At, yeah. at our marketing agency. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fully understand. That's really important. Um, if there are Three things that you could recommend to any kind of new store owner, what would the, those three things be? So build out your own lists as much as possible. Build out that email list and that SMS list. Uh, number two is start a VIP group, right? Where you can gather your best customers all together. Uh, VIP groups are absolutely phenomenal. Um, they just perform, they outperform anything that I've ever seen. Um, VIP groups. And then uh, number three, um, things are going to cost you 
um, four times as much as you think and take twice as long. <laughs> this is a good one. I love it. Yeah, it's true. Actually, it's absolutely true. Um, <laughs> nothing to add. Um, now, last question for today, um, Jordan. Um, who has taught you the most about e-commerce in your career? Oh, Ezra Firestone, for sure. When I yeah. was first starting out, Ezra was absolutely pivotal to my success in e-commerce. And I just got to have him on um, a roundtable that I did. Uh, the really? Great. Yeah. 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 So uh, good, it's good name. Really? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much for your time. It was really a pleasure. And uh, I just repeat it again. Uh, it will take you four times the price that you estimated and two times longer than you estimated. Uh, yeah, it's absolutely true, up. unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter what you do. It, it is like that. Uh, thank you very much for your time. It was a pleasure. Talk soon. Thanks for having me. And that's it for this episode of the Ecom Ops Podcast. If you enjoyed listening and would like us to find and interview more e-commerce operations experts, please search for Ecom Ops Podcast in your favorite podcast listening app and then subscribe, rate, and review. Until next time. <laughs>